Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and what's next. It's a show that asks questions and peels back the layers of our average everyday experience and goes beyond scratching the surface. We interview people doing incredible things who are making a difference around the globe. Join me as we listen in and get one step closer to understanding that big ideas shared create collaboration. Collaboration can inspire community, and communities create social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with Joshua Jay. He's a magician. He's a performer. He's a author. He's a speaker and a creator and many other things, I would imagine. But Josh is on the show today to talk about his book, How Magicians Think and Why Magic Matters. It is put out by Workman Publishing, and you are going to want to get yourself a copy. It just came out... Uh, last year. And it's a delightful read. Listen to what Teller has to say from Penn and Teller. Quote, a loving behind the scenes map of the world of magic by someone who knows and lives the art. Swift, funny, honest, and alive with enthusiasm. And he has the good sense to quote me a lot. Close quote. That's Teller of Penn and Teller. Fool us. I'm sure you've seen them maybe live. And if you haven't had uh, Get out there and see them. If they ever come uh, through your city, through your town, you want to check out Penn & Teller, you might have to head to Vegas in the short term. But that's what Teller has to say. Listen to what Neil Patrick Harris has to say. Uh, just in short, uh, quote, a smart take and an excellent read. Uh, he has more to say than that. But hopefully that's enough uh, to, to get your interest. Check it out online, How Magicians Think and Why Magic Matters. You can learn more about Josh at joshuaj.com. Josh and I had a delightful time. Never enough as far as I'm concerned here on Face to Face. And when when I'm doing these interviews, you you sort of wrap, you get to the end and you wonder, oh man, we just, we, we barely got out of the gate. And I know you hear me say that a lot. Magic has a, uh, takes a, plays a huge role in my life and it, it, it connects me to others. It connects me to the moment. I have a deep love for mystery and wonder and philosophy is tied to that as well. And, and I just, it's, it's rooted in the art, I think of asking a great question. And, and Josh talks a lot about that, not only in our interview today, but also in, in the book as well. And listen, um, I'm going to put this out there and it's going to date itself, but November 10th, 
at 8.30 p.m. Josh is going to be here in Toronto at Joker's Comedy Club, jokers.ca, doing a wonderful magic show. You're going to want to get tickets for that, and I hope you're going to be able to make it out. And Chris Mayhew is on the bill as well. He's a local Canadian performer, Toronto performer, and he's a talented, thoughtful, funny guy, and you're going to want to get out and see the show, jokers.ca. It's being put on by the Hatton Rabbit Club and the Toronto Magic Company, and we're sort of celebrating our 80th year here in Toronto. So check that out online. Josh and I talk about, we talk about creativity and, and why magic's a compulsion for him and how how he can't not perform, how he can't not think about the art. We talk about uh, comedy and humor. We talk about uh, why, we talk about why magic matters and, and how uh, Josh has made sense of it. We get into creativity and passion and, and some of those lessons learned and why magic is such, such a great metaphor for so many things. This book is going to be enjoyed by magicians, but more importantly, it really has been written for people who have an interest in magic, who love magic, who want to know a little bit more about what goes on maybe behind the curtain. You're not going to learn a ton of secrets in this, but you, that, I promise you there's going to be a ton of revelation. So stay tuned and interview coming right up with Josh J. That's Joshua J. Dot com. And don't forget, you can get more information about my speaking, my podcasting, writing, and so on at davidpecklive.com. Once again, we're coming up on 600 published interviews. Super excited about that. And hopefully some new news in 2022 as well. For some of you, you may know I've been hosting, guest hosting a show called On Point on AM 640 Radio out of Toronto. And that has been going on for the last little while. And I'm hoping something uh, connected uh, to that show will continue into the future. Either way, uh, don't touch the dial. Coming right up, Joshua J. Joshua J. Here on Face to Face. I am thrilled about our next guest, who's here with us tonight to chat about uh, a lot of things. I think, but uh, one thing in particular is his new book, "How Magicians Think and Why." Magic matters. We're joined by Josh J. He's a performer. He's a speaker. He's an author. Um, Josh, can I call you? I can I can call you a creator as well. Josh Jay is here with us tonight. Thanks so much for taking some time out of your evening to chat with us, Josh. Oh, it's my pleasure. Good to be here with you, David. So, does it does it make you blush a little bit when 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 you think or read about the quote from David Copperfield? Joshua Jay is a superb, innovative conjurer with an unrelenting love of the art. This captivating book is proof of that passion. I mean, what a beautiful quote from one, yeah. one of the world's greatest magicians. What, what, yeah, what really. Really touching. Um, it definitely makes me blush. I can't. I can't believe all the people who blurb. You know, it's a really, it's a really um, tough thing to get to the end of a multi-year project, which was this book, How Magicians Think, and then have a publisher sort of go, "Okay, who are the four or five people that are the dream people in your topic that you would want to quote from?" And in most topics that you can write about cooking or or you know journalism or or you know warfare the publisher helps you go out and get general Petraeus right. or whoever the, the, the beauty the of having a publisher are. right right they sort of are the buffer between you and the person they're blurbing um with me i was like okay well the top would be david copperfield and david blaine two people i shadowed and and talked with often sure. for the book they were a big part of the book they have whole chapters um Penn and Teller, Yuri Geller, also people in the book. And they said, okay, great. Well, you know, 
let us know what they say. (laughs) And so I've got to go with my tail between my legs and sort of go, here's the manuscript. You certainly don't have to. You don't even have to answer this email. And and like Neil Patrick Harris, I have no relationship with. I don't know him really. I've I've met him a few times, but, um, you know, we sent it to him and we just, I I genuinely thought, I I can't tell you why, but I remember going on a run on the West Side Highway, like, you know, this little path there. And thinking to myself, if I get one of these five people to right. blurb the book, I'd be so happy. Sure. And for whatever reason, a confluence of things, I think I got three emails that day while I was on my run. And I was like, oh, my God, we're going to get them all. And, you know, it was, yeah, was so kind. The stars were aligned. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Well, listen, let me let me just say I, I love the book, How Magicians Think and Why Magic Matters. It's from uh, Workman. You can get it uh, wherever books are sold. Um, yeah, I loved it. Josh, it's it's intimate. It's fun. I mean, there's so many great stories. You, you connect us to uh, old thinkers from different traditions and artists. It's just you kind of co- you cover a lot of ground. So congrats on the book. And I'm just going to ask right out of the gate. So why and you do answer this i think pretty well throughout the throughout the book i think you need to finish the book really to get a better sense of it but why magic i mean obviously you got your 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 youth and and how you were introduced as a child and so on i think i think our listeners would be fascinated to hear a little bit about what drew you in why not physics why not chemistry right why yeah. not theater i guess in a sense you are theatrical but but you know what i mean yeah sure well i mean they that's a hard question to answer because, of course, my story is that I got into magic at seven years old when my dad did a trick for me and didn't tell me how it was done. And I've loved it ever since. And so, you know, people call, there are big debates about what any passion is, right? So it, whether it's magic or chess or music or acting or fencing, you know, is it a passion? Is it an art? Is it a craft? Is it something else? And I really have come to believe that for me, magic is a compulsion, which means I don't have a choice in the matter. I don't <laughs> wake up and sort of sort of go, uh, I want to think about magic today. It's what I think about whether I'm watching a comedy or a serious movie. It's what I think about when I am walking through a museum. It's what I think about right before I go on stage. It's what I think about when I'm watching an author speak. I am just constantly thinking about magic. It's a compulsion in me. It's like I don't have a choice. Um, and I, it probably sounds horrifying and terrifying to somebody who maybe doesn't have a thing in their lives that, that dominates the way magic dominates for me. But it's actually a, a wonderful thing. It gives focus to my life. It gives purpose to my life. And it's not the only thing that gives focus and purpose, but it's something that gives Focus well, I, and I think that really comes out in the book. And I love, I love your. It almost sounds, and I'm, I'm not a determinist in this sense, but it sounds like it's almost in your, your DNA, or at least it's become uh, who you it's are. It gives that. you, it gives you life, Josh. Clearly, right? Yeah, and And yeah. I think that that's, that that's a beautiful thing. It really is. You, you talk about early in the book about magic transporting people. And, and about why most of us, it seems, are drawn to magic. We, we love that sort of mystery or the moment. Or can, can you talk a little bit about where we go when we're transported? Well, you know, I'm really careful about how I answer that question because I'm of the belief that you can't define where you go because it's different for every person. You know, a sad, cold, hard fact for us magicians is that for many people, magic is nothing more than escape. And that's not a bad thing. For, right. for many of us, magic is just five to 10 minutes of 
hitting hard and doing something that makes us laugh and giggle. And, and think about that. Isn't it strange that when we see something truly impossible, something that we can't explain, for many of us, our reaction is laughter. Think about how strange that is, right? It's yeah, not it's actually yeah. funny. We're laughing, I think, at the nervous contrast between seeing, you know, suppose I borrow a coin from you and I bend that coin. Well, it's met with laughter. They're watching a coin bend and it's met with laughter. Explain that. That's a really complex set of things that's going on. But I'm really careful because everybody holds a different place for magic. And for many, many people, it's merely escape. Now, I think it can be much more than escape. I think it can be really, really special. I think it can be, it can be transporting. I think it can be meaningful, which is not something we often think about with magic. We right. think we have no problem being moved by an opera or a play or a movie. But magic, there are many people who just aren't open to that. I think it can be those things, but only if we're open and receptive and sensitive to that. And, um, and so, yeah, my, my book, I mean, you know, to zoom out, I, I took it as such a responsibility to write this book because it's a big love letter to magic. And, mm. and what it is, is it's a guideline for how to watch magic. You know, we know basically how to go to an art museum and, and interpret art. And of course, for some people, art is just an escape. It's just a place to walk around for two hours. But sure. most of us know we can go to an art museum to be moved, to be really, really uh, transported somewhere. I wanted to write the guideline of how we can do that for magic. And so that's what I did. Do you ever do you ever meet people who, who are just not interested? I mean, it's pretty, I think it's almost a, a truism to say everyone loves magic, but in truth, not everyone loves magic, right? right? Some people probably are, I don't know, is their ego offended? Uh, you know something they don't. Uh, you're taking sure. this, you're, you're taking away the attention from them, you know? I just, just wonder what your thoughts were on that. Um, I mean, I think that, that people who claim, you know, somebody just was telling me, who was it? I was somewhere. I did a show in Los Angeles uh, last week. And I was setting up and somebody was sitting in the room that I was performing in the billiards room. And somebody was in there and didn't know that's where I would be doing three little close-up sets. And she said, oh, you're the magician. I'll, I'll leave then because I, I just really don't like magic. <laughs> and, nice. What a way and, to you know, make a first impression. Yeah. Right. And I was like distracted. And so I didn't have time to like, you know, try and convert sure. this person over. My attitude was sort of like, whatever. Yeah, right. Um, and she came up to me later and, and I think she saw the show and she was, she enjoyed it and stuff. And she said, I just wanted to say, I hope I didn't offend you. It's not that I, I don't like magic. It's that I don't want to be picked to be used in magic. And that's what I get nervous about. Interesting. And again, I didn't have the time to like convert this person over or explain, you know, all the ways that maybe she was misinformed, but it, it just reminded me that a lot of people think they don't like magic, but that's not true. Uh, I think you have to be really, really square and close-minded and just not very interesting to wholesale hate magic. You may have hated the magicians you've seen. You may genuinely not like to help. I can relate to that. I don't particularly like to jump on stage and do things other than what I do. But to say you hate magic, I think is is probably not accurate. Yeah, it's probably not accurate. Yeah, it's 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 always fascinated me. I I remember performing a, 
uh, last Christmas, and and clearly it was it was borderline aggressive. You know, yeah. a, a woman sort of stepped in and just and and was really kind of pushing back. And it's always always fascinated me. What what is it about that? Um, just before we go to the break, would you say you're a problem solver? I mean, yes. I think what I, I love think that's about- a huge pro- problem in magic is is how to work through issues. Yeah, you talk a great deal about adaptation and about yeah. and about and about solving in the moment. I, I think there's so many lessons in your book. It's yes, it's a love letter to magic. I totally get that, and a, gui- a guideline. I love that too. Never thought of that, but there's there's a lot going on there. There's lessons for teachers and for salespeople and and, and principals and right. I mean, there's, well, that's there's, who I wrote it for. I mean, you know, everybody sort of goes, you know, I'm a magician and I really love this, but you don't have to be a magician to like this. And I sort of feel yeah. like. Hello. That's that was the whole point. I mean, I read a great book a few years ago called Seven Days in the Art World. I've mm. read a book called How to See, which is also about looking at art. You have these books for every kind of craft, and I wanted to write it for magic. But of course, it's it's more for teachers and musicians and people in their jobs who just, you know, want to learn how to excel in one craft because the way you excel in any craft applies to other crafts. Yeah, no, that makes that makes per- perfect sense. We're going to be right back. We're talking with Josh J, joshuaj.com, and talking about his book and a whole lot of other things, how magicians think and why magic. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. One of the hallmarks of a great artist is to be so focused. 
and to be so deeply passionate about your yeah, craft or art? You know, I don't know whether to be ashamed of this or not, but the answer is no. Um, it's so crazy to me. So the, the most recent example is just the most recent in, in several, but I went on a book tour for this book and it was 48 cities uh, across the country. It took six months because there were two big gaps in it when I was doing other performing. But truly, you know, I'd go out early morning, do early morning media, then I'd go sign books, then I'd do a show in the evening and be interviewed on stage. And then I get back to a hotel at 11 p.m. And how do I unwind? And this wasn't like on purpose. This wasn't to prove anything to anybody. How do I unwind? By taking out a magic book or taking out a pack of cards and just working on something new. That's an obsession. You know, that really is a compulsion to continue our conversation. I get sick of the politics of magic. I get very, very, very sick of the travel involved. I get sick of the Groundhog's Day aspect of, you know, you meet the same people sure, every day yeah. or whatever. But I've never, ever, ever tired of the work itself. Um, that part I just love so, so much. Yeah, that's a that's a beautiful thing. And I wonder, you know, all philosophy begins in wonder. And I've certainly talked about this a great deal in, in on the on the show and on my podcast and in other places. And I wonder if there's a some kind of question to the, uh, not 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 question, some kind of connection to the eternal question for for you or for magicians. I th I love the I'm going to try to do it off memory, but doesn't Teller say? And I think you quote him, Teller of Penn and Teller, by the way, fool us, folks. Um, the, the purpose of magic or one of the purposes of magic is to leave us with a beautiful question. Mm, I mean, isn't that yeah. what, so, so really uh, at the end of the day, it's about mystery. It seems to me. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and I think that the question you were sort of inching toward is, is how, how do we as magicians fit into all of that as well? And the way I put it in the book and, and the, the analogy I like to use is not some fanciful thing that I thought of because it would sound cool. It's, it's genuinely how I think about it. I really think about magic as this invisible room next to me, right? It's this room where the impossible is possible. It's this room where you can make people feel all those things we know you feel about magic. And I, you know, for years, I, I didn't have to create this metaphor when I wrote the book. I just said, I'm going to write that down. Right. But I feel like that, that room has a door just like a front door of your apartment or home. And we as magicians, we're not here to like take credit for it. We're not here to say, look at this great room that I can show you and I'm the only one. We get to open that door and say, come on in, come right on in the way you greet guests at your house. But the problem is you, the better you get at magic, the more knowledgeable you become, the harder it is for us to walk in that door ourselves. And so the truth is that I experience wonder a lot less right. as I get better in magic because right, I've sure. trained myself. I've trained myself to ask, how does that work? Well, in that movie, how's that special effect work? Or why, why did I feel that way? And how can I use that in my show? Boy, I really care for that character. How can I do that? And when you're analyzing, you're not feeling. So the price we pay as magicians is we get to show people that door. But the more we're into it, the less we get to walk through it. Which is, which is tragic in some ways, but also, I think, a worthy sacrifice to be able to do that for other people. Yeah, Josh, when you're analyzing, you're not feeling. I mean, wow, isn't, isn't that it? Isn't that the, well, for me it is anyway, it's connecting the head and the heart, right? Yeah. Pascal, the heart has its reasons the head cannot know, right? How do, you, how do you get that bridge? Or maybe the bridge is already there. And maybe the right. job of the magician is just to remind us of the bridge, yeah, yeah. right? That that there that that you can cross it, 
right? Yeah, absolutely. And and it's such a pleasure to be able to show people that room. But, you know, I'm sad I don't get to walk through it very. And, you know, whenever you do, whenever you do find yourself in that room, a, a movie arrests you or a magician fools the pants off you and you weren't expecting right. it. Yeah. It's just the best feeling in the world. It really is. Yeah. And, and yeah. And I think it's a, it's a beautiful reminder. I'm going to, I'm going to quote, uh, and I love that you just draw from so many different uh, disciplines, but, uh, one of my favorite thinkers of the 20th century, Nietzsche, you know, the quote, the struggle of maturity is to recover the seriousness of a child, a child at play, at play. And you, you say, we're all in search of life's reset button to take us back to a time when cats might fly like birds for adults. Magic is temporary escape from reality. Again, yeah. folks, the book is how magicians think workman publishing and, uh, and why magic matters. Josh J. Um, yeah. Is that, is it, is it, is it just reminders of that childhood, that innocence, that, uh, that that's the jump knowing? off point. Yeah. It's the jump off point. I think uh, as we discussed, you know, I hope magic can be so much more, but I'm yeah. very realistic about the fact that, you know, when I come to Toronto to perform, most of the people in the audience aren't there to be swept away in beautiful stories. They're there to see things that are totally impossible. So that's where we start. And then hopefully we build from there right. the ability to take them a little further. Well, and, and yeah, no, I think it's wonderful. And I mean, really, isn't it about kind of connecting the dots at some point? And, and it, wouldn't it be wonderful to be able to, uh, you know, as a magician to have planted some of those seeds along the way? And I think, I think that's another, uh, I think it's a real opportunity. And I think it's kind of a privilege, too. And, and I don't know, great maybe, privilege. maybe magicians need to take their work more seriously on some level. I don't know if that's, if that's uh, certainly we're not going to explore that now, but I think that's something worth, worth thinking about. Hey, what's the um, greatest magic effect you've ever seen? I know you do unpack it a little bit in the book, but uh, I'd love, love oh, to hear it. Yeah. I'm sure our listeners would too. Uh, I, you know, I have so, I have several that I think about, but of course, what I'm looking for in a magic trick is so much more than most people right. are looking for. They just want to be fooled or they just remember a time that they were fooled, but I'm looking for being fooled and transported. And um, I'll give you two. One of them is, is a pen and teller trick that is so great. And, and the concept is very simple. Pen gets somebody out of the audience to hold a video camera toward mm him so that the audience can see what the spectator is seeing right so this you get this random guy the night i was there was a nascar guy at a hat low on his head and kind of a mullet and he's holding a video of pen and pen is doing all these tricks meanwhile what this guy doesn't know that it's got up from the audience is the teller is hidden behind the stage piece so he's helping pen pull off all of these hijinks and they do all sorts of funny tricks and it's really cool. And you're watching this perspective you never get to see in the audience. And then at the end, the NASCAR guy takes off his hat and wig and it is Teller. And oh, they've nice. done this amazing transposition. And I mean, this is a, a fairly common conceit in stage magic to have one person become another. I always see it coming and it's, it can be beautiful when I see it coming because I'm playing by different rules. I know the sure, principles, sure. It's nice. but when yeah. I saw this piece, and was completely and totally, completely fooled by it, I, w I felt like a layman again. I felt mm -hmm. like a kid again. Yes. And it was one of the best feelings. This was 12, 13 years ago. And so that's one of my all-time favorite tricks. Um, and then for contrast, I'll, I'll give you another trick by a magician who, who passed away you know, fairly recently, the last seven, eight years. And that's a, a magician named Eugene Berger. And he did 
a trick called Cosmic Thread, which is his version of a very classic effect. Some of you may have seen it before of torn and restored thread, just sewing thread. But the story that he tells, you know, he went to Harvard, he, he studied theology there, and he, he talks about the creation, the destruction, and the recreation of the universe. And it's just the most, you know, you talk, you ask me when everything comes together, it's right. just the perfect combination of script, delivery, the perfect story for the perfect material. It's a perfect piece. And I often show it to my layman friends. I often call up video on YouTube and uh, it's one of my favorite things to watch. Yeah, it's so cool. I just, I'm kind of getting goosebumps, you know, just, and and really encouraged by that. You know, we live in a pretty cynical age, it seems to me. And I think that's another lovely thing about magic, about stepping into the unknown and that that mystery and and so on. Hey, just before we wrap, and I want to talk about your appearance coming up at Toronto just as we we close out the show. Well, from a a creative perspective, I think a lot of our listeners uh, could benefit from just getting a little insight. Do you sit down and say, okay, between 10 and noon, cup of coffee, second cup of coffee, notepad, I'm going to create today? Or is it more about inspiration? I guess the question is really about inspiration, perspiration, I suppose. Yeah. Um, No, I'm not able to be as regimented as as you described there because I run a business uh, with magic that takes up a lot of my time. And I'm really lucky that I don't have a normal day, right? So yesterday... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Yesterday was a very different day than than today. I'll be in Charleston, and then when I right before I come to Toronto, I'm I'm filming some some stuff for TV, and so every day is a little different. So I don't have that luxury. What I will tell you though is I'm working on four new pieces right now, so they're not ready to go in the show that everybody's going to see there. You're going to see the things that I've polished and been working on for many years. But I have four things that some of the magician characters, my friends, will see. Um, because they're just ready to kind of be trickled into the work and, and they're, sure. they're finding their place. And, and maybe of those four, I could hope one or two stays. But of course, I'm really excited about all of them because they're new and they're unfinished and they're, they're getting there. Um, one was inspired by a book I read about sign language because I'm really fascinated by yeah. how the hand meets meaning in language and could those movements lead to somewhere. Um, another one was inspired by a Greek myth. And, um, so I may end up doing that in a lecture that I do for magicians just to throw it in to, to get some feedback and, and some flight time for it. Uh, another one still is doing a trick I've done for years, totally backwards. And, and it opens up all these possibilities where basically doing it in exactly reverse. I think it's better. I'm not sure it's better because it creates problems, but I think it's better and nobody's ever done it backwards. So it's these kinds of things that, the, as you can see, there's no there's no codified process. Sure, like one, sure. one is I'm just taking something I already did and doing right. it backwards. One is inspired by a Greek myth I read. One is, you know, from a book on sign language. So, yeah, there's there's just well, you got to fit it in. Josh, what I love about that, it sounds to me like you're really wide open. Yeah, right? you're you're a good listener. It sounds to me like you know, and you're you're paying attention to the details, and I think that's that's brilliant. You know, it's just a search for stories. Um, I know nice. I don't I don't believe that magic has to be narrative all the time. In fact, that's kind of what I'm known for, and and so I'm often described to people as, oh, he he tells such great stories as magic. E, not really. Like you know, you won't hear any stories in in the Toronto show. That's just right. it's just a big, I hope, fun, exciting show. But yes, there are five or six pieces in the 60 that I do where I tell stories, but I'm not always looking to tell a story, but I am always looking 
at stories. You know, stories are the way we create memory. Stories are the way we store memory. Stories are the way that we interpret life. You know, we, we, we turn every experience we have into a little story that we tell ourselves. So those stories often inspire the tricks I create. Yeah, that's great. I love it. I say it all the time. What did uh, the connection to film, Roger Ebert, story, uh, film is to their empathy making machines. Yeah. And isn't, I, I think maybe, maybe great magic is, is the same. Josh, you're coming to Toronto in a couple of weeks, November 10th, yes. eight o'clock jokers, jokers.ca. If you're looking for tickets, it's uh, we're, we're on our way to selling out the show, which I'm pretty excited about and thrilled you're thrilled you're coming. And you've already given us a, a little bit of a heads up as to what's in the show. Uh, yeah. any other teases for us? Well, you'll get to see me attempt, and I say attempt because not every night do I match it, but I will attempt to match my world record uh, for card tricks. There's a, a particular card cool. trick record of finding as many selected cards in one minute as possible, and I will be doing that in the show. And some nights I, I match it, and some nights I don't, but it's it's gets down to the second every single time. Down to the so second. Nice. Yeah, so that's sort of exciting. And, you know, my show is structured very much like a comedy show that was my influence so it's not a particularly funny show it's not my thing but i always like that great comedians you know the dave chappelle's the eddie murphy's the the robin williams they would talk about things plot points you know one two three four five and then at the end of the show they call back to all of those things one two three four five all so my show is the kind of magic show that you'll see several pieces in the beginning that feel quite separate and different and then at the end of the show every one of those pieces turns out to have new meaning you didn't expect to have wow, a new ending great. you didn't expect so that's something to watch out for and i'm performing correct me if i'm wrong i believe you told me um with my colleague chris mayhew who's a fantastic magician and i'm looking yeah. forward oh, to it's working. gonna be a great night it's gonna yeah. be a great night and and so check it out folks uh, jokers.ca you can get tickets there josh j josh thanks for your time today and your generosity the book is how magicians think and why magic matters it's a brilliant read it's fun it's intimate it's got a lot of josh in there but tons of lessons and 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 uh little bits of business i think that are so so memorable so thanks for that we've been chatting with josh j joshua j.com josh thanks so much for your time tonight thank you thanks a lot thanks david well, there you have it. That was Josh Jay. Uh, what, a, what a delight having him on the show. And don't forget, he's coming soon to a theater near you. Actually, it's in uh, Richmond Hill, just north of Toronto, the city of Toronto, jokers.ca. Find out more about the show November 10th at 8.30 p.m. Uh, Chris Mayhew is on the bill as well. Also, very funny guy, talented, thoughtful, creative performer. You're going to want to catch the show. We're well on our way to selling out the show. And we are celebrating the 80th anniversary of the Toronto Hat and Rabbit Club. We're partnering with the Toronto Magic Company, also a group, Ben Train and Jonah Babbins, that you're going to want to learn a little bit more about as well. Hope to see you at the show. And uh, thanks again for listening. DavidPeckLive.com for more information about my writing and speaking and podcasting. Sign up, subscribe where you listen to podcasts, and please leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. Thank you for uh, stepping into this conversation with us here today on Face to Face. My name is David Peck. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.